This is Economy Watch. What you need to know about New Zealand's economic life today. Brought to you by interest.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Monday's Economy Watch where we follow the economic events and trends that affect Aotearoa. I'm David Chaston and this is the international edition from interest.co.nz. And today we leave with news some unexpected optimism is creeping back into financial markets. This week the spotlight will be taken by US retail sales, producer price inflation, several housing indicators and earnings reports from some large companies. Also, fresh inflation data will be released for the UK, Japan, Canada and South Africa, and monetary policy meetings will be held in Japan, Norway, Malaysia and Indonesia. Finally, investors will be waiting for the fourth quarter GDP growth, industrial production and retail sales data from China. We should also note that tomorrow is Martin Luther King Day in the US, so many markets there, will, including the New York Stock Exchange, will be closed. But first, China said its exports were 9.9% lower in December than the same month a year ago, a slightly worse result than anticipated. Its exports to the US were little changed in value terms. It brought a lot less from Australia and a little less from New Zealand. But its exports to Australia were up strongly and even more so to New Zealand. Electric cars, that is Teslas and BYDs, drove those exports. Overall, China's car exports are up 57% from year-ago levels. Looking ahead, investors are turning bullish on China, looking past the immediate pandemic hurdles to the longer-term benefits of opening up. The best indication is that commodity prices are rising. The iron ore price is at its highest in six months, and China isn't happy about that. There's also been recent heady rises for tin, aluminium, zinc, and especially copper. Interestingly, neither nickel nor lithium have benefited from these rises recently, but this may be more about copious new supplies coming online. Elsewhere in the region, South Korea raised its policy rate from 3.25% to 3.5% late on Friday. This was as expected, and they say is necessary to combat high inflation there. In the US, in an unexpected surprise... The closely watched University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey recorded much sharper gains in consumer sentiment in its first January reading than was anticipated. A small gain was expected, but a big rise was recorded. Although the overall level remains low from an historical perspective, this was a lift for a second consecutive month. Financial markets took note. Separately, the US Fed is steadily shrinking its balance sheet. It has sold off $456 billion since its peak in April 2022, taking it down to $8.5 trillion, a 5% reduction so far. Prior to the pandemic, it was at $4.2 trillion, so there's a very long way to go to normalise. In Germany, despite all the pressures on them, they have wrapped up 2022 with a 1.9% expansion in their economy. That might be slightly less than 2021, but it is another expansion greater than their 10-year average. Meanwhile, EU industrial production came in better than anticipated, rising 2% in November from a year ago, when only a half a percent was expected. The expansion from October was better than expected too. In Australia, lending for housing fell again, and more sharply than expected. The November data makes it the 10th consecutive month of decline and is now 26% below its January 2022 peak. Lending for owner-occupiers fell faster than for investors, but overall it is now at a 10-year low. Lending for construction dies substantially more in November from October as the sector shudders. 
The sharp decline in American inflation might mean that we are approaching the end of the rising interest rate cycle. Certainly local wholesale rates are now retreating, mirroring American rate trajectories. But with the prospect of a 2023 recession still being expected by most professional analysts, rate curves have turned negative. The New Zealand rate curves are now at a record 21st century inversion. The US Treasury 10-year yield starts today at 3.50, a little change from this time on Saturday. And the price of gold will open today at $1,921 an ounce. That's up another $4. For the week, that's a $56 gain, or 3%. And oil prices start today 50 US cents higher than Saturday's levels, at just over $80 a barrel in the US, while the international Brent price is just under $85.50 a barrel. These levels are about $6 higher than last week. And the Kiwi dollar has changed little, now at 63.8 US cents. Against the Australian dollar, we're holding at 91.5 Australian cents. Against the euro, we're a little firmer at 59 euro cents. That all means our trade weight index starts today at 70.7 and unchanged since that day. And the Bitcoin price is on the move higher, now at $20,878 and up a very strong 8.5% from where we left it on Saturday. Recall, it was at $16,846 a week ago, so that's a $4,000 rise since then, or 24%. Volatility over the past 24 hours has been modest, however, just on plus or minus 1.2%, with most of the jump coming on Saturday afternoon. You can find links to the articles mentioned today in our show notes. Get more news affecting the economy in New Zealand from interest.co.nz. Kia ora, I'm David Chaston, and we'll do this again tomorrow.